Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's just imagine that Steve Armitage is hosting the broadcast tonight. How would that go, Mike? Oh, thanks, Mark. It's going to be a great series as the Calgary Flames, a fabulous city, up against Edmonton. Edmonton, germs, disease, sweatpants with good shoes. Don't, don't bring the hate on Rod. This is all on this end, folks. Be mad at this guy. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It's hilarious that we would open a brand new week with that sound bit there from Mike Richards just ripping on Edmonton. And the story on that, by the way, as we broadcast live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino in Calgary, is that was just ahead of the uh, NHL bubble being announced for Edmonton. Remember that in 2020? Yeah, 2020. So he's ripping Edmonton. The Oilers... Somehow thought it was me ripping Edmonton. I got a call right after the show. As we can bring in Kevin the Medium here. He's co-hosting because Moose is not with us. He's on vacation for the week, so Kevin's going to be uh, dropping in and out throughout the week. The Oilers literally called me and said, we heard you say all these horrible things about Edmonton and the city of Edmonton and the Oilers. I'm like, it wasn't me. It was Mike Richards. You guys should be used to that by now. Like, holy smokes. Check your sources. I don't think they ever got over that either. Hi. <laughs> How are you liking us so far? That doesn't surprise me that they would think it was you. Well, it is the Rod Peterson show, but it wasn't me. So your, I had to make that clear. Your guests are allowed to have an opinion, aren't they? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, they are. A co-host, you mean, or the callers, or the whom? No, no, no. I oh, said like guests. Mike, the fact that he doesn't like Edmonton? That's fine. That's, but that's not me. People need to get that through their heads. We so, love Edmonton. We, I do. I absolutely love it. Oh, the, mm, there was one person that works here at Century Downs that was saying, they said our Edmonton counterpart, it's awesome because they're south of the city, so you don't have to actually go into Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Calgary-Edmonton thing. It really is. A daily thing. 20 years I've been here, and I still don't get the and it's not a rivalry it's a hatred it's a literal hatred of each other it's funny it's funny and i enjoy it too um we'll be here to the end of the month and we're loving it at century downs racetrack and casino where we had big fun on the weekend and for those that are watching on game plus tv or streaming over kevin's shoulder you'll see the world professional chuck wagon association world finals are here august 23rd to the 27th and you can get your tickets now at showpass.com i said to kev in the break and I was running to the bathroom. I said, that's the fastest hour I think ever. So what I want to do here, Kev, bless you. Are you coughing or sneezing? Coughing. Are you okay? I want to just slow it down a little bit here. What's happened on this Monday is David Krejci has retired from the Boston Bruins. And I can't believe it. Are you going to be okay? I'm good. 17 years with the Boston Bruins. And Krejci has pulled the pin today. This just a couple weeks after Petrice Bergeron did the same thing with Taylor Hall out of there. A good poll question would be, is it rebuild time in Boston? I think that it is. But we're not the Boston Bruins show. Speaking of Edmonton, two very good friends of mine today announcing the return of all sports radio in Edmonton. It's 14.40 a.m., and I'm not even sure the name of the radio station, but Kevin Carius, who uh, was the... MC of my first wedding, uh, he's going to do the morning show. I didn't tell you that. I said he's you a good friend of mine, that. but yeah. yeah. We couldn't find him. We were ready to start the reception. He could, we couldn't find him. He was in the bar. Why doesn't that surprise me? And Jason Greger, uh, both of them, the anchor shows of this all-sports radio station in Edmonton, that came down today, so that's exciting. What else? A lot of CFL talk today. I feel like this is where the Canadian Football League fans come to talk. Right here, the RP show every day, coming out of week 11. Now would be a good time to just jump into our poll question. Uh, it is for our friends at Key, Yorkton, Kia. 
The poll question is, who was the best backup in the Canadian Football League as we enter week 11? The best backup quarterback. Is it Winnipeg's Drew Brown, Saskatchewan's Mason Fine, BC's Dane Evans, or Ottawa's Dustin Crum? And leading the way is Winnipeg's Drew Brown. But I'll tell you something about Key Yorkton Kia. The all-new Sportage reimagines innovation in motion. An urban SUV design with all the comforts for your next adventure. Order yours today at keyyorktonkia.com or by calling 306-783-2772. The 2023 Kia Sportage movement that inspired. So uh, back with Kevin, the medium. I voted for, I can't even remember because it's a tough, it's a tough question. I, I believe Drew Brown of Winnipeg's who I voted for. Same. You, yeah. And he threw four touchdowns in a relief role for the Bombers last week. But again, it was at Edmonton. Darren Bombing was with us last hour. You were listening to that update from Bomber. Zach Caleros not participating in day one of the practice week for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers after being injured and knocked out of the game last week in Edmonton. That's why Drew Brown had to come in. And the question is, is it because he was surrounded by great players? Was it because he was playing Edmonton that he looked so good? And Bobbing's like, no, he's that good. He's that good. You could tell. You could. I mean, yeah, he was playing Edmonton. And like you say, my grandma could probably throw for five touchdowns against that team right now. But he did look good. Uh, well, and I put a lot of stock in Danny McManus. See, I, it's weird. You could set my watch to it. By six minutes into hour two, my mind goes full squirrel. It's going in 18. To, yeah, you, yours too, apparently. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, talent, Winnipeg, Danny McManus. He's the reason. He's the next great GM. Is he going to be the GM in Edmonton? Or is he going to be the GM in Saskatchewan? Wow. Do you know, that's where my mind went. I hate to get inside your mind. I think I would go squirrely if I Does your not go that way? No, I don't think most people do. You should turn a light on in there. No. Okay. Hold it. Well, by the way, John in Edmonton writes in. He says, here it is. Breaking news. Announced Monday that a new all-sports radio station called Sports 1440 will be hitting the airwaves on September 5th in Edmonton on AM radio and the Stingway music app. So thank you, John and Edmonton. I've already talked to my guys there already. Gregor and Carries. So they're all very excited. And I'm very excited for them. Um, Arlen Bruce the third, our, our good Earth, friend, AD. writes in. He says, great morning, RP and Kevin the Medium. Congratulations to Wally Buono for being put on the BC Lions Wall of Fame. Well-deserved. Gotta love Wally. And then he says the Calgary Stampeders look like they're struggling. And just another from John in Edmonton. He says, get the RP show on that new sports radio station in Edmonton. I like it. And I'm, there's something wrong. Oh, Jake Hughes. You know him? I he writes so. in and says, 100% agree, Rod. That's how my brain works as well. So, yeah, I feel bad for us, Jake. So we were at the Calgary Stampeders watch party on Saturday night, and it turned into um, a wake which is like a party after a funeral, right? And, and in the Irish tradition, that's kind of what it was. Calgary was never in that game. They, I mean, right from this uh, opening kickoff to the final whistle, it was all BC. What was it? Three, they allowed three field goals. Once again, BC defense comes up big and doesn't allow a touchdown to be scored. Um, I think this is, uh, Jake and I talk about it quite often, how this is probably the best defensive team we've seen the Lions have in a long, oh, uh, long time. Statistically, they certainly are. But going back to quarterbacks being hurt, Jake has a theory that it's because of no contact practices for the offensive line. Thoughts? Oh, we've been talking about that for two weeks. We talked about that with Jeff Fairholm here. We talked about that with Jim Barker here. Listen. There's trends in sports, and we're kind of in the middle of one right now, both on the field and off. There's got to be a reason that these quarterbacks are getting hurt and going down to the degree they are. But it's more a CFL thing than an NFL thing. The NFL guys largely stay upright. So that's something the CFL's got to look into. To flip it to the NFL, and just thank you for the segue, squirrel moment. (laughs) Next segment, Jim Lang will be joining us. Canada's foremost expert of the National Football League. So clearly Kevin and I could sit here and pepper him with questions for the whole segment, but I'd love to give get the uh, audience participation as well. 
we're airing in a couple of NFL markets, particularly Atlanta, who did win at Miami the other night. And within a couple of weeks' time, we'll be broadcasting from South Florida. So we're a big NFL show. We're not going to do that now. Jim Lang will get into it with us next segment. But I'm not even following uh, the NFL preseason for the most part. And the, and the football people gave me that pass. And they said, you don't really need to. These are meaningless, fake games. The big guns aren't playing. Having said that, if you didn't pay attention, you would have missed what Nathan Rourke did. And I got you remind me, I get, I get 18 million opinions in my head, so I can't remember what was yours. Were you the guy that wanted Nathan Rourke cut in Jacksonville and back in BC, or were you happy for him oh, that he was going to Jacksonville? I was ecstatic that he was getting a shot in the NFL. Um, obviously, that's where the money is, and that's why these, uh, these kids, I call them kids, and I probably shouldn't. But they're kids they to are me. Kids. They're 50, I'm 58. They're kids. Um, to, that they get a shot at making the big bucks. My question is, what is, what is it going to take for Rourke to become QB2? Um, is it an act of God or is it a, um, an injury? He looked better. I'll just say this because we'll save the NFL talk next segment. And I brought it up. It's my fault. But I've been around this game sports my whole life nathan works doing all he can do yes that's all you you gotta ask he posted the right? um on twitter or x whatever they want to call it now that he posted that play the famous it's going to be the famous play the famous play in preseason he posted it himself he did. from his own twitter oh yeah he's been quite active on x or twitter oh, good for him and um i commented on it and i said I hope you get an opportunity because that's all you're going to need. Talent is going to take the care of the rest. And, but that's the point. He did all that he could do. And the coaches will tell you the decisions make themselves. And you said yourself in a past job or career, you hired and fired, well, fired many people. Many, but, many. But you never made the decision to fire them. They made it themselves. I always said it. Yeah. It's, I never fire anybody. They fire themselves. Right. So to that, we got a lot of questions coming in here, and I appreciate this about the trade in the Canadian Football League on Sunday. I have a lot of thoughts on Antonio Pipkin coming over to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for the global punter. I was at a friend's for supper last night when I got that notification, and I thought, hmm, Antonio Pipkin. You don't have to be the biggest fan of the CFL to know that name. He's been around a long time. Long time. And he broke into the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals. I said he is this generation's Michael Bishop whom we had in Saskatchewan in 2008, and it didn't end well. A lot of people writing in saying, who is this guy? Well, just go to Wikipedia or Google, tell you all you need. He's been in Hamilton, Toronto, Montreal, BC, and now Sask. Hear me out, and then I'll get your take. He's had a chance in all those places. Yes. And he didn't grab the brass ring and run with it in all those places. But that's not to say that he still can't. His agent is a really good friend of mine, Rob Fry, and Robbie would not represent a schlub. So he obviously thinks a lot of Antonio Pipkin. I think we met Rob in Edmonton when we were there. You did. The... You did. I knew him before. But he's coming from Hamilton, Pipkin, where they were going through quarterbacks like yeah. trading cards. So why would they want to get rid of him? This was clearly a need by Sask, and obviously Hamilton needed a punter. So yeah, the people are right again saying, who is this guy? And in a way, I wonder, how do you not know who he is? He's been in the league for five, six years in the NFL before that, but whatever. It was like when Cody Fajardo came to Sask, a lot of people, including those in my family, are like, who is this guy, Fajardo? I'm like, he's the guy that plunged into the end zone for short yardage to beat the Riders in the 2017 East Final for Toronto. How do you not know who these people are? Woosa. So Pipkin's there to be a stopgap for the Riders' season. Stopgap or, an op again, another opportunity. When you were talking about it, I flashed back to um, hockey. And you have a goalie that will play really well in front of one team, go to a, yes. another team, and not play well. Um, why? Is it the format? Is it the way they play? I think um, Pipkin could be that fit in Saskatchewan they need. Got to give it a shot. Yeah. Fine isn't doing it, obviously. Yeah, well, what do they say? Be careful what you wish for. I mean, I was back in Saskatchewan, and to, and to our U.S. viewers and listeners, of which those numbers show that we're growing a lot, Saskatchewan is 
I was told by a good friend of mine in Miami that, who's a football guy, he was like, Sask is the Dallas Cowboys of the CFL. And I, I've mentioned that, and people are like, <laughs> well, it kind of is, but it's a little more the Kansas. If, if you watched Last Chance U, it's a, but, but the point is, it's all they have, it's all they talk about, it's all they care about. Yes. So for them, basically, this Glenn uh, in Medicine Hat writes, and he says, I wonder what all the Jake Dolagala disciples think of the Rough Riders trading with Hamilton to get Antonio Pipkin. The reason he says that is all those people in Sask were clamoring for the backup quarterback, Jake Dolagala, to start, and that the Rough Riders coaches didn't know what they were doing. Well, he came into the game in a, under emergency circumstances Friday night and didn't do a blinking thing. And his team ended up losing. So they had to go out and get a guy. It's so, always the backup quarterback. Everybody wants yeah. the backup quarterback. It's not just a SAS thing. It's not just a SAS thing. I mean, when Bo was here in Calgary, I would hear it for every game we went to. They got to put Mayor in. They got to put Mayor in. They put him in, and what has he done? Um, Jack Fulton, shout out to Jack. Uh, he had mentioned we, they need to play the third string quarterback for Calgary. They put him in. What did he do? The first throw he made in the CFL was an interception. <laughs> uh, Max, watching on YouTube, says, Pipkin showed some good stuff in Montreal. The team was a mess, however. So, hey, you got to give the riders and the GM, Jeremy O'Day, credit for trying to salvage the season. Because they're still in a playoff spot as it stands today. Yes. And Calgary ain't looking like any great shakes. As somebody said to me on that podcast yesterday, uh, the Rider Nation podcast, they said, well, Sask is still mathematically in a playoff spot. I said, so is Edmonton. It's the CFL. Stop. And it's a nine-team league. The East could still cross over. Yeah. There's still that possibility for the first time in my memory, 50-plus years, that has it ever happened? The, the East, East come the other way? No. No. It's never happened. We will be back with Jim Lang, Canada's foremost NFL expert. So get your NFL questions and comments in. We're live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio in Atlanta, podcast and YouTube Live. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com. 19 plus, use your game sense. We continue live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. By the way, I appreciate the audience participation. The text line's rolling. We'll get to your questions and comments more in a moment. And I do want to mention, shout out Canadian Elite Basketball League. The Scarborough Shooting Stars won the Canadian Elite Basketball title on Sunday, beating the Calgary Surge 82-70 in Vancouver at the Langley Event Center. Just for big CEBL fans and supporters. Hell of a game. Watched it on TSN. Uh, and for the surge, it's not a Vegas Golden Knights type thing where they, the basketball gods weren't going to allow them to win in their first year. So they got something to shoot for next year. And news from Monday morning, David Krejci has announced Krejci has announced his retirement after 17 seasons with the Boston Bruins. Uh, let's bring him in now, Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Lang. And uh, Jimbo, there's, 
There's either a lot to talk about or not a lot to talk about. Coming out of this first full weekend of the National Football League preseason, which incidentally tonight, as you know, it's Ravens and Commanders. Um, this preseason's changed from what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of big guns out there on the field. No, they often wait to week two, Rod, because of just the trying to manage the health of the team and the players and the starters. So uh, the week two of the preseason was where starters will see a lot of playing time, and then after that, they'll dial it down. Part of that is the math about cut down. Coming up Wednesday, they got to cut down to from 85 to 80 players, and they cut down again. And by August 29th, they're going to cut down to 53 players. So there's a lot of decisions to be made about, I know you were talking earlier about Nathan Work and QB2, QB3, and uh, where does Trey Lance fit in with the 49ers, with Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. So those kind of decisions are going to be made. So I, I know already Atlanta, you had mentioned Atlanta, Arthur Smith talked about playing starters against the Bengals in week two, and that's going to be a big decisive factor for Arthur Smith and his coaching staff looking at the starters in week two against the Bengals about some of the decisions they make. Well, you're probably pretty happy that the Raiders were on television. That's your team. I watched that on Sunday, but I'm like, this isn't even a game. They're wearing the Raiders and 49ers uniforms, but other than that, this is not real. That was my sense. It was sloppy, man. What did you take out of that game? It it, it, it's it's bound to be sloppy, Rod. I mean, unfortunately for the coaches and player personnel people, there's a lot of players that are going to be in that game that will never see the field in an NFL regular season game. And that's just the fact. And they have to give them a shot. And then when they do make cuts, they'll say, well, you played a, a quarter or a half or three quarters of a game of an NFL preseason game. That was your chance. And, and that's part of the issue for all teams in the NFL is they have scouts that go around to all the respective training camps because they know that if I'm a Buffalo Bills scout, I can go to the Dallas Cowboys and know that they're going to cut a couple of players that we should keep an eye out for. There's just no way. You can't keep that many players. It's a 53-man roster. And you've got 90 players in camp. So there's a lot of bodies going to be cut, a lot of bodies, a lot of questions to, to, to deal with. And, and part of the reason they keep so many players in camp is to preserve the starters, to make sure there's not those Achilles tendon or blown knees or, or ripped shoulders in training camp in the preseason game. So they're trying to keep the starters and the stars of the league as healthy as possible for week one in the NFL. It's always a challenge, and it's been a challenge for years in the NFL, is that balance between a preparation, contact and practice, contact, live action in a preseason game, but trying to keep the stars healthy for week one of the NFL. So, well, I'm going to read a comment here from Dan in Saskatoon. He writes in on the EMJ Marketing text line. He says, morning, guys. The fact that NFL teams can and will start carrying three quarterbacks on the 53-man roster changes the QB landscape in that league and the CFL and all other pro leagues. If Jacksonville doesn't sign a new quarterback by Thursday, that shows Rourke did enough to claim QB3 and a spot on the 53-man roster. Is it just us Canadians that are raving about what Nathan Rourke did against Dallas on Saturday? Seems like all of the NFL is. Oh, no, 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 no. What Patrick Mahomes tweets about it specifically, an hour after the game, it tells you how special it was. And I'm going to read the quote directly from Doug Peterson after the game. I haven't seen too many plays like that, even in a preseason game. Hats off to him. He did a nice job leading that group in the second half and was able to put us in the end zone. So you're talking about QB3, but if he keeps making plays like that and keep making, making plays in practice in a training camp, he could be elevated to QB2. Don't forget Doug Peterson's whole resume in the NFL is grooming quarterbacks. He, he won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia because he had a star in Carson Wentz and spent time grooming Nick Foles is a backup, and when they needed him, Nick Foles stepped up and led them to a Super Bowl. He he likes extra quarterbacks. He likes to groom quarterbacks. And for Nathan Work, it's the perfect time to be in the NFL because of that change in the third quarterback rule. I mean, it couldn't be better for him. So whether he's three or two at the start of the season, with a game like that and a highlight like that, he is the he's the darling of the week one of the NFL preseason. That's all anyone's talking about is that play. It's been broken down in slow motion. How did he do it? Patrick Mahomes is tweeting about it. That can't do anything but help Nathan work going forward for the Jacksonville Jaguars in their training camp. So what else were your takeaways from the weekend before we like fo look forward? Uh, some of my notes, I, I really, um, I thought Jordan Love is beginning to take that steps 
as the QB1 for the Green Bay Packers. This is a learning season. I think he's going to be where Justin Fields was last year. I look at what Justin Fields and DJ Moore and the Bears are doing, and they're just a, a, a notch above what the Packers are going to be, but it's going to be impressive. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they're still the class of the NFL. They're still the team to beat. They're just just a machine. And, yeah, it's 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 tough to, to evaluate too much, but one name people should keep an eye on is Malik Cunningham, and he was a, a, a really athletic star quarterback uh, out of the NCAA in Louisville. He was signed as an undrafted free agent by Bill Belichick and the Patriots. He played both wide receiver in the first half, then quarterback in the second half for the Patriots in their preseason game against the Houston Texans. So don't forget, Julian Edelman was a quarterback coming out of the NCAA before he was transitioned to receiver by Bill Belichick. But they got this kid who put up some really good numbers in Louisville, and a lot of people are surprised to see he was not drafted as an undrafted free agent, meaning they got him at a good price point. And Bill Belichick might have another surprise weapon to work with. And that's, I mean, he's always been able to identify talent, and that's a name to watch for the next few weeks in preseason and training camp is Malik Cunningham of the Patriots. Well, Jeff in Winnipeg has a question and says, can you ask Jim who does he think of the rookie quarterbacks look the most ready to lead his team on offense? Can I say none of the above? I, I, I mean, they all look, they look a little rough. It was, it was, I mean, I mean, they go from OTAs and mini camp to training camp to a preseason game and it's, it's not look. It's playing live action. The NFL is not the NCAA. I remember going to the first couple of days of training camp with Tim Tebow. Uh, he was drafted by the Denver Broncos. Don't forget, coming out of college, he was considered one of the great college quarterbacks ever coming out of Florida. Right? I mean, like college football yeah. Hall of Fame type quarterback. And he gets the Broncos training camp, and the safeties are eating him up. They're baiting him, and they're picking him off left, right, and center. And all of a sudden, you have to realize that an NFL caliber free safety and safety and how they bait quarterbacks and how they can pick you off left, right, and center if you're not prepared, it's a big difference than playing against defensive backs in, in the NFL. So this is part of the learning curve. So none of the rookie quarterbacks, to me, really like, oh, wow, this is going to be a special player. It's going to take time. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> I love reading all the scuttlebutt, but at the end, it's all just bunk. And what I mean by that is USA Today is largely my go-to, but then there's all the talk shows, which, as you know, in America, beyond ad nauseum, man. It's beyond yeah. buffet. But let me just get to you to toss your opinion on in on what teams you think take a step forward this year and which ones would, might surprisingly take a step back that nobody sees coming. I like the Saints and Derek Carr. Um, I think they're going to be very interesting. Maybe Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers are going to be better than people think. Uh, I'm really high in the Jaguars. Um, having Calvin Ridley with Trevor Lawrence is going to be special. I'm kind of interested to see how the Steelers progress. I mean, that's one thing Mike Tomlin has. He's always had a winning season. And and he's. I think he's got some talent there and some pieces in place, especially if T.J. Watt is healthy. What they are going to do um, the Jets, of course, everyone's intrigued with Aaron Rodgers, is how they're going to play out. Um, I don't think, I'm not really high in the Rams, how they're going to play out. I think the 49ers are going to be much better than the Rams. I'm not crazy about the Cardinals. And uh, I'm looking at the NFC North, and uh, I'm really excited about the Bears and Lions, what Justin Fields and the Bears are going to do, and this how the, the Lions are progressing under Dan Campbell and how they're becoming a team that's forgot about all their failures in the past and just concentrated on the present and the future. And I'm really excited about that as well. Awesome rundown. Let me ask you this in Miami, they're excited and I'll be back there in a couple of weeks for the entire yes. NFL season. And I'm, and I'm just one, they think that two signings have made them Super Bowl legit contenders, Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator, as you know, and then Jalen Ramsey. And now he's done for, Probably yeah. 12 weeks. Like, can the injury yeah. to Jalen yeah. Ramsey derail all their plans, do you think? Or can they cover, find a way to cover until he's back? 
I, I I don't know if it derails all their plans, Rod. I mean, that seems a bit much. It's still a pretty solid team. Um, I mean, getting Vic Fangio is such a, a wily old veteran defensive coordinator helps, but um, I guess it's on Tua now. It's going to be on Tua on the offense until Jalen gets back. Uh, I really like what the Rams are doing, and I like, uh, you know, everything about how they're building the team. But, I mean, the Jets are going to be better with Aaron Rodgers. And the Bills are still the Bills. And the Patriots are the Patriots. It is a really tough division. So that's the problem, I think, if you're looking at it realistically with the Dolphins, is they can survive Jalen without Jalen Ramsey for 12 weeks. But how well will they survive? Because they're going to have some tough games against those division opponents. And, and all those division opponents and all those division games are just going to be brutal. Whether you're home or on the road, because, I mean, I don't see a lot separating the Bills, Jets, and the Dolphins. They're all really good teams, and maybe it's maybe it's the Bills a little bit over the Jets, a little bit over the Dolphins, or you can coin flip the Dolphins and the Jets. And with Bill Belichick running the Patriots, you never know where you're going to get. So I guess by about U.S. Thanksgiving, we'll have a better idea about the Dolphins, how they survived it. But if, if they can hang in there and be within shouting distance when he gets healthy, um, he could be a huge difference maker for the last five regular season games because of the kind of player he is. I'd like to think the AFC East is the toughest division in the NFL, but I thought that last year about the AFC West, and I think you did too. And the Raiders, the Broncos. Which, speaking of the Broncos, I can't believe I haven't asked you about Sean Payton calling out his predecessor there, Nathaniel Hackett in Denver, and said it was the worst coaching job in the history of the NFL, what he's come in to clean up. People say that was calculated, and I think, why, why would you calculate that? What do you have to gain out of dumping on this guy? I think what he has to gain, and I do think there was a little method to his madness, he's trying to rebuild the confidence of Russell Wilson. I mean, this whole Russ has got to cook and all the little sayings and the press conferences and then just falling on his face week after week eroded his confidence. I mean, he had such a great run in Seattle and fell completely on his face in Denver. And I think a whole part of that is deflecting from Russell so he can concentrate on getting back to the Russell Wilson that was in and how well he played in Seattle. The guy was a Super Bowl champion and putting all the pressure on himself. I really think that was the method to his madness, Rod. Uh, at the expense of Nathaniel Hackett, though. And those two teams will meet in week five, right? Like, can you imagine the buildup? The NFL team? loves it. Yeah. The NFL loves it. This is, this is great for the NFL. The networks love it. I mean, coaches bad-mouthing each other in the media, building the hype going in. They're going to relive the clips and the sound bites and on talk TV and talk radio. So it's great. But, I mean, if all they're talking about is Sean Payton in the clip and they're not talking about Russ, that's good for Russ. Yeah, very good point. Very, very good point. Jim, thanks for switching gears with us. It gave us far more time. I appreciate this, and I can't wait to do it again soon. And can I just say, Mike Morreale, uh, I covered him when he played for the Ticats and Argos. He's done a fabulous job with the CEBL and how they've come. And so I, I don't think enough can be said about Mike Morreale, former CFLer, now a very capable sports executive, what he's done with that Canadian Basketball League. And I'm really excited about their future. He's a first-class guy. And uh, thank you for the shout-out for Mike. Thanks, Jimbo. Jim Lang joining us from the Big Smoke, the GTA. We'll be back with a sports update, and uh, we'll fire up audience takeover when we come back for the rest of the show. Your comments to us, we'll answer them, and comments as well. Questions and comments. We're live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Podcast, and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games. Your favorite live table games. And the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. 
Hi, everybody. It's me, the champ. We're back live at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino just before we bring in Kevin the Medium again. And boy, we have some fun stuff to get to that doesn't totally include... Boy, he's there. He's there. <laughs> do you mind sitting there and smiling while I read a sports update? That's what I do best. On a Monday, Boston Bruins forward. This is our breaking news today. Uh, David Krejci is retiring from hockey. The 37-year-old Czech forward spent his entire 16-year NHL career with the Bruins, won a Stanley Cup in 2011, played over 1,000 games, and had 786 points. Hats off to David Krejci retiring today. The Blue Jays had the day off after dropping two of three to the Cubs at Rogers Center. It avoided a sweep. They get the Phillies in there Tuesday for the first of a two-game series. This sports update brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. In theaters, August 25th, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo is based on the unbelievable true story of a team of unlikely underdogs, a struggling working-class gamer, a failed former race car driver, and an idealistic motorsport executive. Together, they risk it all to take on the most elite sport in the world. Gran Turismo is an inspiring, thrilling, and action-packed story that proves that nothing is impossible when you're fueled from within. Want to go? I would go to that one. I wouldn't go to the other one you were mentioning. Okay, so this is where it's going to get fun. And look, Kevin was saying, this is like the fastest two hours ever. And I'm like, it always is, but especially today. Seems faster than normal. But we've talked about Antonio Pipkin being traded from Hamilton to Sass. We've talked about the Lions speedboating Calgary the other night. We talked about the watch party. We talked about Krejci. We talked about the NFL. We talk about something real fun for a second. Movies. And I said I was going to go to Barbie this week. You know who told me that I really got to go? Who cinched it, by the way? Buffalo Bill. He went to it last night. He's like, you got to go to Barbie. If you're taking movie advice from Buffalo Bills, <laughs> I can't even help you at this point. There's no help left. <laughs> you have to come with me. Because when I walk into the Landmark Cinema to watch Barbie, if I were to go alone, should we hold they would hand? think this is like a Pee Wee Herman type thing. Should we hold hands Whatever as we go takes. see it? You asked if I was going to wear pink shorts, and I'm like, maybe. Should we tell the story about the pink shorts? We did last hour. We oh, told we? that story already. About what the race harness driver oh, yes. said to me? Yes, yeah, we, we told did. it. Okay. So, Barbie. Thumbs up or thumbs down, people. I'm going to go to it this week. Oppenheimer. Went to it, walked out. I'd have to watch. I'd have, if I went to it, I'd have to go to the second half. You have the attention span of a gnat. It's three hours long, bro. How about that? That's when the movie is good. Did you even go? No, that's what I said. I want to go to Oppenheimer. Well, yeah, you go, and after two hours, tell me if you still want to sit in the seat and have your ass fall asleep, because that's what happened to me. You just didn't go to the right theater where they have the recliners. <laughs> I'll do me, you do you. Uh, Bob McCullough writes in. <laughs> he says, shout out to Lucas Glover for repping the over 40 golf crowd. Clutch win. Saw that winning at the age of 43. Nice. Uh, from Reg Dunlop. He says, turn in your man card if you go to that movie. I will. You can have it. My dad used to say that if I was wearing pink. Dad would... would question my masculinity i said i'm good i'm good Dude, you do you it's 2023 exactly uh from nelson our vp of sim events says barbie strangely enough thumbs up john ohm ohm in winnipeg says landmark cinema's best theater experience ever just do it that's what I'm saying. It may not be tonight. It may not be tomorrow, but it will be this week. I'm going to Landmark Cinemas and probably the Barbie movie. So it sounds like you're not in. You're taking That's advice fine. from John Ohm. Was it not John Ohm that put it out in the universe? That Jack Polaris would get hurt? John, come on now. Um... That's right, John Ohm. You weren't here on Friday for us to trounce you. We did it anyways, even though you weren't here. He put out that Zach Caleros was going to get hurt. Next thing you know, he's hurt. And last hour, we had Darren Bombing on from Bonfire Sports Winnipeg at NHL.com. And he said that Zach was missing day one of uh, bomber practice today. Jay Miller, who I believe is in Winnipeg, writes in and says, The Edmonton Commanders? 
Somebody was asking earlier my thoughts. I'll give you mine, and I want yours on the uh, Washington football team. Apparently going to go back to the name Redskins. And I had a football guy, Curtis, email me yesterday a story where a First Nations community in America has a petition with 80,000 names on it from the First Nations community that wants the name turned back to Redskins. Oh, really? That was an article from a reputable news source that they would do that. And what people are saying now is if the Washington NFL team goes back to Redskins, will the Edmonton CFL team go back from Elks to Eskimos? And to sit and try and predict that today, who knows? Should they? Show me one Eskimo that was upset that Edmonton was called the Eskimos. I've not seen one Eskimo complaining about it. I've seen a bunch of old white guys complaining about it, Uh but not one Eskimo complained about it. I don't mind talking about it. I know it gets a lot of people really uncomfortable. Apparently, you're not supposed to use the term Eskimo anymore. That's why they changed it in the first place. There's still Eskimo pies. Oh, trust me. (laughs) Trust me. There's still Indian Head Saskatchewan. There's still Indian Wells uh, Tennis Tournament in Palm Springs. Like... I get it. But I think the pendulum has swung way too far... And you know my, and you're my political leanings are more left than right. You're a liberal. But I, I'm, I'm more center. We've talked about this. Everything has to be in balance in life. We've talked about that in the universe. Everything needs to be balanced. I think that pendulum has to swing back. I think it bit. is kind of coming back a little bit. I hope so. Um, Jeff and Winnipeg says if Edmonton wants to win again, they'll change it again. Oh, come on. That has nothing to do with a name. Put them boom. Viewer Kyle says Jordan Tutu said he liked the name Eskimo. The only quote I remember from Jordan Tutu, whom I know, was that he goes, my grandfather calls himself an Eskimo. The inference was that my grandfather does, but I don't. But I don't want to speak for Jordan Tutu. John Ohm's all upset that he Uh thinks we're accusing him of Zach Kalaros getting hurt. He says, all I said, if he got hurt... The only way the Elks could maybe win. I didn't wish he got hurt. But you put it into the universe. You put it out. You want to explain this? Which, by the way, maybe we need to take a break. Yeah, we will. We'll come back and talk about that streaming series that scared the bejeepers out of you. I don't get scared very often. And And he's a medium. He speaks to dead people, which makes him great for this show. We'll be back for overtime right after this. Live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. We're back live Century Downs one final time in overtime for the four seasons. It's brought to you by, well, our text line's brought to you by EMJ Marketing. They provide the right keynote speaker for your event. Contact Joe at emjmarketing.com. 902-518-3033. We got eight minutes right on the nose for you to reach us in this final segment. Kevin, the medium, is with me here at Century Downs. The moose is on vacay. And the text line. Think about this for a second. We're all across Canada in 2 million homes, plus at least that many in America, plus on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE. They're all just sitting back, Kev, and enjoying the show. Write in, please, with your questions and comments. Unless we've covered everything today, which I kind of think we probably did. We have been all over the board. Yeah, Carlos in Indianapolis says, uh, by the way, there's a minor league ball team called the Indianapolis Indians. So not every team has changed its name. But I don't want to see the Redskins change their name back from Commanders. I really like the name Commanders because, as you know, I think you know, our viewers know, I do a lot of work with the military in the mental health realm and addiction recovery, and they love the name Commanders. Of course. They love it. So, hey, how about this? If they change it back, they'll offend the military people. How about that? What do you think about it? 
John in Edmonton says the Elks said that the Eskimo people were upset, but some Eskimo chiefs were never upset. They said that they were proud to have a name, team named after them. That's what I thought. But to have this argument today is so 2020. It's so COVID pandemic. We had nothing else to talk about. Oh, you didn't even yes. know who I was then. No. We sit and talked about this for days. I, I'm sick of it. I was just learning to become a medium then. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, so I, I, I mentioned the streaming show. Oh, my goodness. And this was of Serena's. She's probably watching right now. She's on her way home. Currently on a layover in Dallas. 902-518-3033, the number to reach us here. You want to, I don't even remember the name of the show, but she told you to watch it. 28, uh, haunt, 28 Days of Haunting. Okay. Explain. The whole concept is they have three teams. Um, one team had two people. One, the other two teams had three people. And they went to a haunted place. And they had to spend 28 days in this haunted place. And these people were mediums. They were, there was a demi, demonologist. There was uh, just, um, what do they call them, uh, paranormal investigators. I have watched a lot of these shows, and a lot of them I just sit back and laugh and think, what a joke. Like, you're making a mockery of what I do. <laughs> this show, oh my goodness. I literally, my dogs at one point during the show... Went and hid? No, they, they freaked out. They started growling and which made Allison and I pause the TV because they were like, both of them, all their hair on their back were standing straight up and they were looking into a corner, growling. 28 days of haunting. Yes, it was, it's insane. If you're into that kind of thing, watch it. It's the most real haunted show, I'll say, out there. I've never seen anything like it. And I was excited when they, at the very end, they said they're going to do another season. Um, because it really shows what is out there. Uh, I don't even know if this ties into that, but she's texting me now. No coincidences, they say. There's no coincidence. She knew we were going to talk about her. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Just taking off from her uh, connecting flight in Dallas on the way to Fort Lauderdale. So, as you know, she's a bit of a nervous flyer. Everything is going great. So that's goodness because this flight up here didn't go that great. (laughs) You know, but she made it. She made it. And she'll make it home. There you go. Um, Sports on tap tonight. It's a very light night in sports. Hey, you thought we were in the doldrums or dog days of summer before. The Blue Jays are off today. There's one NFL game tonight. And I don't know, Clark, if you know if anybody knows, if this one's on television tonight, it must be. Baltimore Ravens at Washington Commanders. But I'm not sure that it'll even be worth watching. But that is the game tonight. Uh, until hockey starts, like there's just now August is like the deadest month on the calendar, I think. It's probably the worst month for sports there is, besides the CFL, of course. But it's just there's nothing else out there. Basketball day isn't going on. Hockey isn't going on. And even with hockey, there's like no talk. There's no trades. There's nothing really to talk about except um, one guy retiring. I won't even mention his name. Mm-hmm. I'm still angry. I'm still hurt. 2011 still hurts. Why are you looking at me like that for? I just wonder when you're going to get over these things. 13. Uh yeah, 13th man, he always brings up. Uh, yeah, good point. Because I'm not really over that either. No. Um, I guess in the, in the couple of moments that we have left, we have three minutes left in the show. 902-518-3033. I, I was at the Stampeders watch party the other night at the Shark Club. And I'll put up, you don't want me saying this, but I'll say it again. Come to the watch party, that's great. Don't expect to sit with me the whole game. It's an impossibility. because You can't. I can't do that. bouncing around. I'm bouncing around. But speaking of the watch party, you said something. That you're irrational? That, that's why I'm bringing it up, bro. I figured it out. I have a team. You don't. You, you just love the CFL in general. You don't have one team. You won't wear one team's jersey. No. You just love the CFL. I love the CFL, but I'm a, I bleed black and orange. That's the difference. That's the passion that you don't understand with most people. 
You couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> I'm sitting at the Shark Club. Consider this. He's in a BC Lions jersey, Paul McCallum's. His wife, Allie's in a Stampeders jersey, Rennie Paradis. And every time the Lions scored, he'd reach over and poke her. You understand, if my team was playing the Edmonton Oilers, and every time they scored on the Oilers and I poked Serena, she would drill me. I wouldn't do it. You're lucky you didn't get punched. She would do and I would have advocated that Allie did punch you. She would do the exact same thing to me. I wouldn't do that to Serena. That's the difference. See what I'm saying? It's irrational of you to it's harass your wife who's cheering for the other team. It's I appreciate the try trying to explain that. It's but you passion. failed. It's passion. Dougal Cameron, in the moments we have left. Final minute, he writes in. He says, do you think the Dickinson brothers survive Labor Day as coaches? Hang on, and we'll gnaw on that tomorrow. That'd be a good one. 30 seconds? Well, I know I could wrap it up in 30 seconds, my answer to that, but I'm not going to. Dougal, you'll have to come back here tomorrow to get our take on that. Thanks, Kev. Great job. You're welcome. Did I pass my audition? I'll let you know later. Okay. Thanks to Jim Lang. Thanks to Darren Bombing. And most of all, thanks to you people, because without you, there would be no us. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern on Game Plus Television. And here... WQEE Radio. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.